Welcome. Welcome to Activated Brown. Why don't you start making your way in from the foyer? It's awesome to see all your faces here tonight. Why don't you say hi to a few people around you? Introduce yourself to somebody new. Start making your way in from the foyer. We've got an awesome night planned. Tonight, later on, we're going to hear from a panel, which is going to be awesome. We're going to be talking a little bit about transformation. So get ready. That's going to be a lot of fun. I pray that you're all going to be encouraged by that. I know I will be. It's going to be awesome. Hey, well, I know a lot of you are grabbing your seats, but don't get too comfortable because we're going to get into a time of praise and worship very soon. Why don't you jump to your feet where you are? I'd love to pray before we start. God, we thank you for tonight. God, we thank you for what you're wanting to do. And I just pray that right now in this moment, you can start to open our hearts, that we can receive something of you today, that we can have a fresh revelation today, a fresh touch of your presence today. I pray that every person in here has an encounter in some way, shape or form with you, God. Come on, we're ready and we're expectant. I just pray that you start to stir faith in this room right now, God. Come on, if you're in here and you're not feeling a bit of faith, why don't you just start to build some faith? Because God's in the room. God's going to show up. I believe that God's going to do some supernatural things tonight. So God, we thank you for that. We love you, God. We honour you, Jesus. Do what you want to do. Amen, amen. Why don't you come to the front? We're going to get into a time of praise and worship. Thanks, Ben. Awesome. Come on, let's praise God with all we got, yeah? This is called State of Mind. Second week of new song. I've been born again. I've been born again. The old me is gone and I've been made new. I've been set apart. My hope is a time now I live for you Now I open up my mind Jesus renew the way I think A kingdom state of mind This is the way sing out
tonight, you are limitless. Come on, we praise you, God. We worship you. You are almighty. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. If you're not puffing, you're not praising enough. <laughs> that is epic stuff, man. We're a church. That is cool. Man, why do you say hi to a few people around you? Introduce yourself to a couple of people. don't know who I am. My name is Jay. I'm a part of the team here at Activate. It's great to see all of your faces here tonight. Hey, if you're a newcomer, this is your first or second time here at Activate. It is awesome to have you with us tonight. A huge, huge welcome to you and we'd love to get to know you. And one way you can do that is you can scan the QR code in front of your seats. A few of them are missing, I heard this morning, but if you can find one, I would love for you to scan that QR code and would also love for you to find one of the newcomers picks on your way out. Now, as I said earlier, we've got an exciting night tonight. We're going to hear from a panel, uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. We've got, uh, should I say who it is now? Should I, should I save it for later? We got, I'll say it now. We've got uh, Owen Mataiti, which is going to be awesome. It's cool. We've got Kayla Duckett as well. That's so cool. And then we also have Pastor Sheridan, which is going to be awesome. So we're going to have a great night. It's going to be a lot of fun. And something we like to do here at Activate is we like to celebrate birthdays and wedding anniversaries. Is there anybody in the last week who has had a birthday or wedding anniversary? Why don't you shoot your hand up? we got one there. Andy and Tyra on stage trying to hide away. we got a couple here. Josh Dan, where's Josh? Oh, he's hiding at the back today. All right, there he is. Josh Dan over there. There's a few. Keep your hand high. We want to give you chocolate. Andy over here. Am I missing anyone? Keep your hand high if that's you. Awesome. Well, happy birthday. Happy wedding anniversaries, team. That is awesome. I'd love to pray for you if that was you. Well, God, we thank you for every wedding anniversary, every birthday that has happened this week. And God, we just declare blessing over each person, every, every birthday, over every married couple. In Jesus' name, we declare that this year is going to be the best yet. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't you turn your eyes to the screen? We're going to hear from the video news. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Activate Church. This is what you need to know for this week. If you're married or engaged, coming up, Ian and Dale Wright are hosting a fantastic afternoon on how to take your marriage from good to what, Jay? Amazing. Come along and invest into your marriage. You can register on our website. Activate Business is here to help business owners or anyone in management or leadership positions to feel connected, to feel supported, and to feel validated in your important place of influence. This ministry includes regular connection nights, prayer nights, and a fortnightly small group, which will focus on how to partner with God in your workplace. If you're a business, Activate Business is a place for you to be connected and inspired to live passionately for God in your leadership role. 
We're launching with an event on the 11th of August and we'd love for you to come. So make sure you check out our website for more info. Coming up is Good to Great Marriage Seminar with Pastor Ian and Dale Wright on Saturday 31st of July. Ian Wright will also be speaking next Sunday linking to all campuses. He is going to be awesome. Activate Education night classes also start on August the 2nd. Last but not least, if you want to be water baptised on 8th of August, go to acnz.church baptism. Now you're up to date. For more info, go to the info desk or our website at acnz.church. Oosh, how cool. <laughs> Oosh. Thanks, Jay and Keita. You guys do such a good job of the video news. Yeah, let's give them a round of applause. Just want to honour you guys. You guys are awesome. So if you'd like to stand um, and join us as we um, continue our musical praise and worship. And Lord, we just... We thank you so much that we can be here tonight as a family, that we can be unified in one heart for you, God. And we thank you that you are victorious, Lord, that you are an incredible, loving Father, Lord, that you are our safe place, Father, that nothing changes, nothing um, nothing separates you from us Lord and I thank you that you're so close to us in this place Lord I just I pray that we would be able to um, come into to this, this beautiful presence Lord with our arms wide open with our hearts surrendered thank you Holy Spirit for filling this room oh we're ready to come
And I 
Thank you that you are the champion. You are our champion. Come on, we get to stand here tonight and declare that you are our champion over every circumstance, over everything. I just pray that tonight you reveal yourself to every single person in this place, Jesus. That everybody walks out knowing that you are our champion. You paid it all. That you've won. So I pray that we can walk in that revelation every single day. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen. going to be hearing from a panel in a few moments and what we're going to be hearing is that God was the champion and is the champion in their worlds <laughs> which is just amazing and I believe that God is wanting to do something in every person's life tonight we're going to talk about transformation and they're going to share their testimonies of how God transformed them. But can I tell you that transformation doesn't just look like being a person who doesn't know Jesus and then knowing Jesus. Transformation is every day. And so if you're in here and you're at the highest hilltop with God, come on, still be expecting that transformation can happen in your life tonight. Because I believe that God is wanting to move in your world in every circumstance. So, I, I want you to grab your seats. We're going to hear from the panel soon. Thank you so much, band. Why don't we give the band a hand? You guys are awesome. Thanks so much, team. So, we've been going through the book of Acts over the last, is it four weeks? Four weeks, and uh, it's been a real cool journey. Um, I've really enjoyed it. Who else has enjoyed the book of Acts? Looking at Back to the Future, going back into Pentecost. And we've looked at four parts, which have been amazing. We've looked at togetherness. We've looked at the ripple effect. Jan shared on that this morning. It was awesome. We've looked at what I do have. And we've looked at change lives, change lives. And tonight we get to look at transformation. We're going to finish off well, come on, I pray that you still read the book of Acts after tonight. But we're going to finish off the series in Acts and we got to get to hear from this amazing panel. And I don't know about you, but the book of Acts is full of transformation stories. Yeah. Uh, we get to hear uh, plenty of times when there was transformation that took place. And one big key highlight in there has to be Saul. Yeah. 
Come on, a lot of us will know the story of Saul to Paul. Saul was a, was a guy who his mission was to persecute Christians. His mission, he killed Christians even. And he, got an incredi- he had an incredible encounter with God one day, and that transformed his life. And so we get to see the results of that. He wrote half of the New Testament, which is just amazing. Jan, Pastor Jan shared a, a verse this morning. I can't remember exactly what it was in, in Acts 20, I think it was. And Paul even says in it, I can confidently say, you might have to rephrase it for me. He said, I can confidently say though, it is not my fault if people end up in eternity without God because I've done all I've done, all I can do. That is a bold statement. Who else can say that? Not me. My hand is up, but it's not up. He even says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Come on, who else in here can go up to someone and say, you might as well imitate me. That is crazy. That is bold. And so we see this incredible transformation story of Saul to Paul and many other times. And so tonight we're going to hear three transformation stories from Owen, from Pastor Sheridan, and from Kaylin. So why don't you welcome them up? We're going to hear from them now. It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey bro. hey, bro. I love this quote by C.S. Lewis. He says, Hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. And we're going to hear these incredible testimonies, and these people have gone through hardships. Am I right? I don't seem too sure about that. <laughs> Come on, we've all been through hardships in here, but the thing is, they haven't kept their eyes on the hardship but they've stepped into destiny because of some transformation that happened into their world, and we're going to hear about that. And so the first thing I'd love to ask you, and I'd love you guys to uh, quickly share with us, is what's your transformation story? Just right into it. Yeah, come on. I should know these things. Cool. I guess I'll start because I have the microphone. Um, So I'm Kayla. I am 20... Um, I'm 29 years old. I know I don't look it. I have four beautiful children. I know I don't look like I should have four children. Um, That's the first two things people say to me when I introduce myself. It's so great. Um, So I think we have like two minutes each, something like that. It's real hard for me to share my transformation story in two minutes, but I'm going to do it real quick. Um, I didn't really grow up in a Christian home. I went occasionally with my grandparents um, to church, and my parents did come sometimes, the classic, like, Easter, Christmas type of thing, Um, and we moved around a lot when I was younger, but we lived in Auckland when I was in my teen years, and I had some friends from high school, um, an intermediate, sorry, um, who went to a church in Auckland, so I tagged along with them sometimes, but mostly I kind of lived a double life, because I had two older brothers that were heavily into the partying and drug and alcohol scene, um, and I got caught up in a bit of that, so I had quite a few really bad experiences and things happened to me. Um, I had an abortion when I was 16 years old and um, yeah, life just kind of really tanked and went downhill but I think, well I know God was chasing me the whole time um, and he chases everybody 
Um, and so I got prompted to move down to Hamilton by a friend when I was 17 and I met my husband who was attending Eastside, which is Activate um, now, um, at the time and he was interning as a youth intern and um, very early on into our relationship I fell pregnant um, and I knew that I didn't want to go down the route that I went before. So we got married and we had our daughter Annabelle and Life was pretty good for a year, but um, things went downhill with me again, and I um, ran away from God, basically. And so, yeah, we broke up, um, and I basically hit rock bottom. I got back into drugs and alcohol and partying and got to this point in my life where um, I felt like there was nothing left to live for. And so, yeah, I was suicidal, and I still believed in God, but I didn't know how to change. And one night, I cried out to God, and I said, um, if I really matter, and if you have a plan and a purpose for my life, then you need to reveal yourself to me. I'll do anything. Um, and he did. There was a whole bunch of ways he spoke to me through others and through his word, but I had to submit and commit my life to his path um, and not my own. And it hasn't been an easy road. My husband... Um, Josh, who I met here, we got back together and we've worked on things over the last nine years. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a journey, but it's been a really good one and I wouldn't change it for anything. Come on, that's awesome, eh? What about Pastor Stuart and why don't you share your story? Hey everybody, how you doing? Yeah, I know it's hard to believe. I haven't always had Pastor in front of my name. Before that I was Sheridan. And it's a bit weird, actually, when you think about it, eh? How many other people, like, you know, you don't go, hey, um, Builder Bob or Mechanic Tim or whatever it is. Anyway, um, I grew up in a really, in a religious environment, uh, great family, very religious church. It was all about what you couldn't do, not what you could do. And I guess I carried that through into my teenage years. And then when I started uh, working, I really lost Myself. Well, did I lose myself or I was trying to discover myself? I was trying to discover where I fitted and who I was and what that looked like. And, and I made some um, poor friend choices, really, in that patch. And there, uh, my best mate, his, his one um, object in life, I think, was to pull me down. And uh, mine was to try and pull him up. But at the time, he was stronger than me. And um, so I just started making really silly decisions. And it was all really trying to work out who I was. Um, but like Kayla going down the party track and just, you know, guys at work drank, so I drank. You know, can I just throw this in for free? If there, if there had been someone in my workplace who was normal but passionate about their faith, it probably would have been enough to stop me going down the path I went. But I was the only Christian in my workplace or time and I was struggling and just went with the crowd because that was the cool thing to do. And um, anyway, so I found myself way away from God, then kind of running away from God as fast as I could. And um, I had an accident at work. I was an apprentice panel beater. And um, one day I was working on a car and I was trying to start the engine. In the old days, there are things called carburetors. You pour petrol on the top of them. They suck the petrol through. Anyway, this day the whole thing exploded and exploded with enough force to lift me off the ground. I hit the wall behind me, but I had an um, open tin of petrol with the top cut off it that went all over me. So I went up in flames. 
I ended up with, third, uh, with burns to 50% of my body, third degree burns to 30% of my body. I can't remember a whole lot about it. I've got a couple of Kodak moments. I was talking to my mum about it the other day, and I said, what do you remember? And um, all she remembers was she came and visited the boy in the bubble in hospital, and um, apparently they, was in a, they put me in a coma and I was in the bubble and stuff. And uh, anyway, I was meant to have skin grafts to my uh, side, chest, back, both my arms at least, and my parents' pastor came and prayed for me. Now, I can't remember much about that. But I was probably rude to him. Um, anyway, he prayed for me. And as it turns out, long story short, because I've only got two minutes, which I've probably already used, um, I haven't got one skin graft. I was healed by God. I haven't got one, not one on my body. Um, so I thank God for that. It's amazing. And then, um, you know, through that process, I really, I, I knew that it was a miracle. And I kind of got a little bit logical and I thought, if there is any chance on the any chance that what the Bible says about hell and fire is literal, um, I've done my time and I'm not going there and I'm going a different way. So from that day to this, I've, uh, I've done my best to live with, you know, facing God. Awesome. Come on. Hi, everyone. Hello. Kia My name is Owen. Um, gee, transformation story. Gosh. Two minutes. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a snapshot maybe growing up. Um, I didn't have the... It wasn't the worst childhood, but uh, I come from a, quite a violent upbringing. Um, you know, I witnessed mum getting a hiding from dad. Getting, we went to, you know, women's refuge, all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, dad... Both mum and dad working there sort of seven days a week and um, us kids were sort of left to do our own thing, I guess. And, uh, um, you know, now I'm older looking back, you know, there was a lot of times in my younger years where I sort of looked to my dad for acceptance or love and I, I never really got that. Um, so I looked for it elsewhere. Um, fast forward to when I was 14, um, I got my girlfriend pregnant and um, I left her before she had the baby. She had the baby. Um, and then a year later... I had a second girlfriend, and I got her pregnant as well, and she had the baby, so I've got um, five amazing children. I'm still in touch, always have been in touch with my two, um, my two first kids, and they're uh, 26 and 27 now. I know it's hard to believe with a hair like mine. <laughs> so I was quite, I was very young. Um, I sought acceptance in, in everything. Um, I didn't know God back then. Uh, I didn't grow up in a... In a Christian home or anything like that. Um, I remember after after the, my two older kids, Ariana and Lloyd, were born, um, I broke up with uh, Lloyd's mother and, and shifted into the city in Wellington City. I'm from Wellington. Um, and a, a whole bunch of unhealthy relationships. Um, I made about two or three attempts on my life as well. Um, and I remember, actually way back then, uh, I remember sitting on a balcony in the dark um, or one of those nights where I'd made an attempt and crying out to God, you know, hey, if you're real, far, you've got to do something. I, I don't know what to do. Um, praise God, I didn't, didn't succeed. And um, uh, long fast forwarding, I shifted to Hamilton. Um, yeah, the promised land, Hamilton, from Wellington to Hamilton. How many people can say they've done that? Woo! Uh, yeah, no, I love Hamilton. Oh, Trish, hello, you know, Hamilton's cool. Um, so I shifted up here, um, 
I got in with the wrong crowd when I shifted here. I used to uh, DJ uh, in town at a place called Catalyst. Uh, so I was uh, yeah, you know, you know that you were there. Yeah. <laughs> so as the DJ, yeah. Oh, sorry, you're younger. That's right. It's still there. I think it's called Nirvana Lounge now. Anyone been to Nirvana Lounge? You know it. Anyway, I went to this place anyway, and um, so got into DJing. With that came um, drugs and alcohol, so um, uh, started smoking pee and um, doing weed and ecstasy, snorting and all sorts of different stuff. Um, having come from a violent background, I guess, and right through those years when I first came to Hamilton, I was the type of guy who didn't really care about anyone, to be honest. Um, yeah, for... Yeah, I've, I've met people that have been in this church since, uh, since I've become a Christian who knew me before I was a Christian, and they've said to me, man, you were, a, and I won't repeat the words he said, and he said, I, I can see the change, you've changed, and praise God, yeah, that's, that's, all, that's all Jesus' fault, <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, so um, I started dating this chick, <laughs> who's dated the chick? All right, okay, started dating this chick, her name's Linda, um, we were dating for probably two or three weeks, and obviously because I was heavily involved in the night scene, I knew when the clubs were open and all that sort of stuff. I invited her around on a Sunday night for dinner. I said, oh, come around, you know, um, nothing dodgy, we'll just come around and have dinner. Um, and, you know, she was on a restricted license, go home by 10 type thing. And um, she said, oh, no, I can't, I'm going out. And I was like, oh, I've had this before, people fobbing you off. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so I asked her, oh, where, where are you going on a Sunday night? There's no clubs open, I know. <laughs> and she said, oh, I'm going to church. And I was like, church? Are you a Christian? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I am. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, awkward silence for a little bit. And then she said to me, do you want to come with me? And I was like, hey, yeah, sure, I can go. And I was thinking, oh, no, the priest is going to exorcism on me. And I thought, they're going to smell me coming a mile away and they're going to get me. So this is the first church I ever walked into, um, and it's not what I thought it would be. I encountered uh, people who genuinely care for you and love you. Um, I come from a background, with, obviously, with violence, people who are not like that, and so that, that really blew me away. Fast forward a few more months, you know, I um, got invited to Promise Keepers with some of the boys from this church, actually, um, and I thought, oh, hey, what the heck, let's go to this Christian conference thing. <laughs> and I went and um, I heard the audible voice of God. There was a ministry ministry time um, where the pastor asked everyone, get on your knees. And, you know, if you don't know the call of God on your life, ask him. Have you ever asked him? And I thought, oh, no. We all done the spread out thing, got on my knees. And I went through about, I don't know, probably five minutes of just, just me by myself in the spot, crying out to God, tears rolling down my face and just asking, what do you want from me? I can't do this. You know I'm, you know me. You know, I've got nothing to offer. Um, and I heard, after crying out to him for five minutes, I heard the audible voice of God as clear as day, as though he was, somebody was standing on my shoulder and leant forward and said, you. And um, that really blew me away. I uh, looked over my shoulder and there was no one around me and I thought, oh, wow, this is amazing. Um, I've heard about, you know, stories in the church where people hear the voice of God and stuff. And I thought, oh, was that God? Was that you, God? And I closed my eyes again. I said, oh, give me a bit more. You know, what are, what are we talking? You know, how? I tried to have the conversation dialogue, and I don't think God needed to say anything else. 
to me. And so that's what I heard. That's what I accepted. And that night I gave my heart to Christ. Yeah. How amazing is that? That is awesome. So what I'm hearing is it all started with an encounter with God for each of you, which is just amazing. And I wonder if there's anyone in here who has had an encounter with God. They're like, come on, I want to live for God like you guys are. I want to pursue God, but I'm struggling to make the right decisions to do that. What would your advice be for them? Um, So I think one of the things that helped me change my lifestyle was, um, and Sheridan touched on it, is get rid of the people in your life who are pulling you down because you cannot move forward when you have people who are pulling you down. And that looks like sometimes stopping contact and that sometimes looks like putting boundaries in place. I mean, for me, coming from the background that I did, it was a lot of boundaries, a lot of I'm not going to go out clubbing, I'm not going to go out to people's houses at night, I'm not going to go somewhere where I know there's going to be drugs and alcohol because I have a problem. Um, And, yeah... And then moving forward um, from day one, I knew that if I was to change my life and I was to fully submit to God, that involved me having a relationship and a dialogue with God, which looks like Bible and prayer. Um, And making time, because you will never have the time if you don't make it, um, to read and study the Bible um, and just like on that, a lot of people ask me how I hear from God and they think it's the audible voice. But like Owen said, it was kind of a one-time deal, right? (laughs) For you? Yeah. Um, The Bible is God's word. That's how he speaks to you. The Bible is God-breathed. So that is how you're going to hear from him. Um, And yeah, the rest of that is community and fellowship with like-minded people who are living and walking a life of faith Monday to Saturday and not just Sunday. Um, And accountability. I think everyone should have a mentor, um, someone they can talk to and talk through their struggles and be open and honest about where they're at. Someone who will ask them hard questions and um, pull them up on things when, when they're not doing the right thing. There's that quote, hey, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's so true. I was talking to um, uh, one of the younger guys here at Activate earlier in the week and he was uh, telling me about some of the decisions he's been making recently around uh, putting people into his world and uh, hanging out with some people less and so on. And he was saying that the results of it is amazing. He's in a much better place because of it. And so it's so true. The people who you hang out with. And I mean, I can even testify of that, so... It's awesome. What about you, Juan? Yeah, um, you nailed it. Yeah, really, that was the, the biggest thing for me. So when I got invited to church by Linda, now my wife, for 16 years, hello. Whoop. <laughs> um, yeah, was, was making a, um, drawing a line in the sand, you know, I, I knew I didn't, I knew, I guess I was ignorant up until then. I didn't know what was right and wrong. I didn't know. You know, to my, and as most people say, and it's just about being good and being nice to people. Um, but when it comes to salvation, there's, there's so much more than that. Um, yeah, so I mean, drawing a line in the sand, I knew where I didn't want to go. That's where I'd been, where I'd come from. Um, and I thought, gee, man, at some stage I'm going to get my life together. And, and I've got kids that are going to follow me. You know, I don't want them going through the stuff I went through. And um, so, yeah, it was cutting ties. It's not... Um, 
don't get me wrong, I've still got non-Christian mates. Those people from that scene, if I saw them, I'd still stop and talk to them. They're still my mates. But I was very intentional about changing um, my circle, my close circle of friends. I started meeting some of the boys here. You know, Pastor Tim's one of my best mates. Tim Brown from um, North Campus. He's an awesome guy to be around. Um, you know, the brother Simon Moitara and so many more of you out there <laughs> have put up with my crap. <laughs> but yeah, changing your, changing your scene, drawing a line in the sand and, and choosing your friends. Um, I guess and that aside, that, that's good. But um, for me mentally as well, the one thing that really helped me uh, to shed a skin as such or to transform was um, just understanding um, that my salvation is not something I can earn. Um, up until I can, I can honestly say up until a year ago, two years ago, I've been a Christian since 2004, and it's taken me a long time to really, for that to really sink in, um, that it's by his grace and his mercy that I'm a Christian, not because of what I said before I walked in those doors here tonight. You know, hey, come on. Oh, just me, sorry. Um, but that's what I'm trying to say, yeah, is so I find peace in that. Um, and I can do it if I rely on his strength, not mine, because I know that I ain't got a, a show. <laughs> I ain't got a chance if it's me alone. It's all in his strength. So understanding that we're saved by grace, a free gift, not because of how good you are or how good I am or what I've done. Thanks. Um, I was terrified when I um, made a decision or invited Jesus back into my life. I was terrified not about inviting Jesus into my world. I was terrified about um, how long would it be until I fell away or walked away. I didn't want to make an empty promise. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of a 100% person. I'm either 100% in or I'm not in at all. So when I was walking away from God, I was walking 100%. And when I was walking with God, I wanted to walk 100%. And um, for me, it was a couple of guys, um, I, I was in a small group, and one of them prophesied over me one night, and it was really the difference between me living in fear and uh, me being able to really say, okay, I'm going to, this is the way I'm going to walk. He simply prophesied over me that uh, he believed that God was showing him that I would serve the Lord all the days of my life. And that's all I needed. To, to give me confidence to go, okay, God knows something I don't. I'm going to do my best. Does it mean my life's been mistake-free? Absolutely not. But it gave me the courage to point my life in the direction of God and to walk it. And um, that was the biggie for me. And then, you know, you've got to change circumstances in your world as well, of course. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Thank you so much, guys. Hey, well, another question we've got is what's some ways that we can be a part of other people's transformation story. Join the host team and be nice to them when they arrive. Seriously, I just told you, that's my first time I ever went into a church was walking into those doors out there. And I, I can't remember, I wish I did remember who it was. There was that one guy that was on the door and he said hello to me and welcomed me. And I could see it was genuine. He said... Uh, he called me bro, and I come from a background where if people don't know you and they call you bro, you go, I'm not your bro, who didn't call me bro? But this guy called me bro, and I thought, and then he, he, he didn't actually stop at the door. He, he followed me to the, these doors here and, um, and said, oh, have you got anyone to sit with, bro? You know, I'll, I'll sit with you, man. And I was like, oh, 
Thanks, man. No, I'm I'm all good. I'm with my missus. I'll sit. I sit with my girlfriend <laughs> at the back over there. No, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, um, how did I reckon? Just I don't know. You know, we all come from different backgrounds. I guess for me, um, I come from a broken background, so I find it easy to love the broken. Um, soften, soften your hearts. Yeah, um, be part of that person's story on the door. You know. Serving in the church is something as small as a smile. Um, don't lose your faith. Don't lose your faith. Um, if it wasn't for Linda, my wife, being strong in her faith, um, she wouldn't have invited me here. So girls, don't let those boys pull you away. Be strong in your faith. That's nothing to be ashamed of, man. If it wasn't for my wife's faith, I wouldn't be here. So be strong in your faith. How do we be part of other people's transformation stories, eh? That was a question. Um, I think, for me, the biggest thing was vulnerability. Um, people being open and honest with me about their own lives and their own stories um, encouraged me that, as a Christian, none of us have it all together, and we'll all sit up here. And, and, and it's funny, somebody actually said to me today, oh, you must be really important because you're speaking today. And I'm like, I'm not important at all. <laughs> um, I, I think, like, we, we are all broken people and we all mess up. And I have not got it right at all in the last um, nine years that I've been back in the church. Um, I've messed up. But, yeah, people being friendly and loving and kind and people loving me enough to tell me to pull my head in and people loving me enough to bring me a meal or help me when I need it. Um, yeah, those sorts of things. Serving is a big one for yourself as well as a Christian. I think it grows you incredibly, and you get way more out of serving others than those people actually get out of you serving them. So if you, yeah, f find a place where you can serve others. Great. Can you put your hand up if you're perfect? Oh, I saw that hand. <laughs> I think that makes the point perfectly. We're all on a journey, eh? No, we're all on a journey. And I think for me, the best thing you can offer people around you, and it's with your faith, I think it's in your family. If you're a parent, it's as a parent. It's wherever it is consistency. You know, be the same person everywhere. Don't be a Sunday Christian and then someone completely different during the week. Just be who you are everywhere. You don't have to be perfect. You're on a journey, but just be who you are everywhere because it gives people security around you and it, and it helps people feel safe and they'll ask the questions. And if you act out of character, they'll probably ask you why. And then you can answer whatever the answer is. But if, you're, if you can be the same person day in, and day out, I think it speaks volumes to those that you are journeying life with. Because it's not, so often we think it's about perfection. Jen and I were having a discussion on the way in in the car. She read something about righteousness. You know, God makes us righteous. That means God makes us right with him. Yeah. So God makes us right with him. But then we have to choose to live in that. Yeah. And that will cost you everything. To live righteous. You're never going to make yourself righteous. But to live in the righteousness he's given costs a lot. And just be consistent in that. And when you make a mess of it, get up and go again. 
and get up and because you will. You will. There's nothing surer. Just get up and go again. Don't get too hung up on it. Don't take yourself too seriously. Just get up and go again. It's great advice. I remember you giving that to me when I started a ministry. You said, Jay, don't take yourself too seriously. It was great. Stuck with me. So while he had the mic, I'll get you to pass it back to Pastor Sheridan. I'm allowed to say it because uh, I'm your son. You've been serving God for a long time now. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> How long? Uh, over 30 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. 32. Yeah, cool. We'll just let that sit for like 10 seconds. <laughs> I think this is more uncomfortable for everyone than it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> you've, been serving, you've been serving God for a, a quite a while now, and, yeah. and you've been consistent in it, as you said. And uh, What's been the driver for that? What's allowed you to do that? Um... Like I say, I'm a 100% person, so if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Um, but at the end of the day, it's relationship. I've had a revelation that this isn't about religion. Uh, this is about relationship. It's about relationship with my creator. He wants me because he wants me. He wants me in relationship with him because he loves me. He wants me in relationship with him because I'm his kid. It's not about doing it perfectly. It's about building a relationship. And for me, that's really taken the pressure off of having to have it perfect. Um, you know, part of the, the, the reason I probably ran so hard from God is because I just had this feeling inside that he was calling me to this, what I'm doing. I kind of knew. Jan, uh, someone prophesied over us at church when we were newly married. and said, God's calling you to a life in ministry. And... Um, Jen, in the middle of the meeting, like this, yells out, he's got the wrong wife. <laughs> and, and, and I had neglected to tell her that I had this feeling that this is what God was calling us to. But as we've grown together and encouraged one another as well, I think the thing that it's not about perfection, just, just get perfection out of your head. You know, what, what's transformation looks like? Tra- transformation looks like today I take a step toward God. And what's transformation look like tomorrow? I take a step towards God. And what's it look like the next day? I take a step towards God. And if we can do that and build relationship, he will, add, he will do everything else that he plans to do with our lives. You've got an assignment. He's given you an assignment for your life. You might not know it yet, but you have one. How do you walk into the destiny heads for you? All you do is you take a step toward him and say, God, here I am. I'm, I'm willing. You've probably heard me before, Jan and I have a, a practice. We don't always get it right, but we have a practice. We try to say, Lord, the answer is yes. Can you please tell us what the question is? And in essence, all that is saying is, Lord, we take a step toward you because we trust that you've got it sorted. It's not about a religion. It's about a relationship. We've built relationship with you, and as we take a step toward you, we trust you, we've got faith in you, that you're going to lead us where we need to go, when we need to go, how we need to go. You're going to equip us to be where you want us to be. And that's 32 years later, here I am. And I haven't made it yet. We just keep doing the same thing. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up, and I'm not actually going to say it, although I might now that I have said it tonight. I might go, Lord, I'm taking another step to you today. What's that look like for you? Actually, 
Why don't we do that? Is that all right? Would you like to stand right where you are? That's what relationship with Jesus is all about. You see, Jesus has done everything. We haven't done anything. All we did was break the relationship. The cross and Jesus on the cross was all about him, about God repairing the relationship. And what's he asked for in return? All he simply asked for us is to take a step toward him, which when you think about it is incredible. He's done all of that. The cross took the weight of the world's mistakes, yours and my mistakes, on his shoulders. Paid the price that was impossible for me, for you to pay. He does all of that. He's risen from the dead. He ascends to heaven. He says, here's the deal, guys. Confess with your mouth that I'm Lord. And believe in your heart that I was raised from the grave. In other words, can you turn your life toward me? And just take a step. I wonder how many of us tonight would like to take a step toward him. Because it doesn't matter where you are, you haven't made it. There's always another step. It doesn't matter whether you're 32 years into your journey or 32 minutes. There's another step. Am I any better than you because I've been on the trail for 32 years? No, not one little bit. It just means I've got a bit more experience. That's all. I wonder how many of us tonight would like to just take a step toward Jesus. You may have never done that ever in your life. How about tonight taking your first intentional step toward Jesus? Just a step. What's it look like? It looks like, I believe in you, Jesus. You're Lord. You're Lord. And I believe in my heart that you were raised from the grave. It's just a step. And then when you get there, you go, okay, Lord, what's the next step? What's that look like? What an adventure. Man, I'd have life no other way. The greatest adventure you'll ever live is with Jesus. If your life with Jesus isn't an adventure, you're not doing it right. Because life with Him is a relationship. Any relationship's an adventure. I still learn stuff about Jan. We'd have been married nearly 30 years. And I still learn stuff about Jan. It's an adventure. It's a great adventure. Yes, dear. It's a great adventure. But it's like that with Jesus, yeah, every day. I often pray, Lord, just show me something that I don't know. Just show me a different side of yourself, a different view that I haven't yet seen because they're endless. Can you close your eyes for a minute? That's where you are. I want to give you an opportunity to respond to him this morning. We're going to have tonight, sorry, we're actually going to take a step. But before you do that, if you've never ever said yes to Jesus, you're designed to walk with him. You're designed for a relationship. You're designed to do life with Him. You know, we talk about that space. When you go looking, when you go really off track, you're looking for something. Whether you think you're looking for yourself like I was, you're looking for something and you won't actually find that something until you find Jesus. Because He is the something and you're designed to walk with Him and to know Him and to relate to Him. 
talk about, we give our lives to Jesus and we use the word in church, salvation. We get saved. What that means is we come into relationship with Him and we get to do this life with Him and then all eternity. And that's pretty cool. But for here and now, can we talk about this life? Because you're designed to walk with Him. You'll live your best life walking in relationship with Him, knowing Him. You'll go on your greatest adventures with Jesus. I told you my story and said if there's any chance whatsoever of fire in a lost eternity, that's the last place you want to be, friends. I can tell you that any fire is not pleasant. It's life-changing, that's for sure. But you don't want to go there. And I don't think you want to run from God until you get to a point where you need to go through something like me to be woken up. Where you can choose Jesus today. Maybe you've chosen Jesus before and for whatever reason you've stepped away. And and you're running or you're scared or how about today? Say, Jesus, let's go again because that's what a relationship looks like. When I make a mistake, Jan doesn't love me any less. She just goes, come on, let's go again. When I make a mistake with Jesus, he doesn't love me any less. He goes, come on, let's go again. And some of us just need to say yes to Jesus again tonight. You know there's a barrier. There's something in there. You just know that something's not quite right between you and God. Well, let's let's start again tonight. Let's take a fresh step. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just a second if you want to say yes to Jesus tonight. If you know you need to say yes to Jesus tonight. And, and you're not stepping into a religion. You're stepping into a relationship with God. We'll do anything we can to help you in that relationship. But you're stepping into relationship with the God who created you, the God who loves you to bits, the God who knows all about you, he knows your mistakes, he loves you to bits anyway. He's saying, come on, let's start to walk together. So if you know you need to say yes to him tonight for the first time, or if you know that tonight there's just something in there, a block, and you just you just need to step past that and say, yes, Lord, let's start again. Let's start afresh. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand in just a second. You ready? When I ask you, can you be bold? Can you stick your hand up quickly and say, Jesus, I choose you. There's nothing in the hand movement. I just want to see you. I want to celebrate with you, and we're going to pray together. If you know you need to say yes to Jesus tonight, first time, getting things sorted again. How about lifting your hand right now? Come on, right where you are. Just make sure I see your hand. Thank you, man. See your hand. That's awesome. Thank you. See your hand. That's fantastic. Well done. Come on, who else tonight is going to say yes to Jesus? Just make sure I see your hand, please. Thanks, man. Awesome. Fantastic. Who else? Awesome. Well done. Thank you. I've seen, I think there's five people so far, six people with their hand up. Come on, who else tonight wants to say yes to Jesus? Awesome. That's fantastic. Seven people I've seen tonight so far. Don't let me miss you. God doesn't miss you, but don't let me miss you. I want to celebrate with you. Just catch my eye. I've seen seven people so far tonight. Come on, you know if your heart's stirring. Yes, Jesus, I want a relationship with you. Awesome, I see your hand. Thank you so much. It's wonderful. It's eight people I've seen so far tonight. Who else wants to say yes to Jesus tonight? Come on. 
come on, He is the answer you've been looking for. You're not going to find it in yourself. You're not going to find it in your friends. You're not going to find it in your career. You're going to find it in Jesus. It's the only place you're going to find your answer. A couple more seconds. Please don't miss out. I don't want you to miss out. Fantastic. Wonderful. See nine people give me a wave tonight. It's great. Ten people. Wonderful. A couple more seconds. Come on. This is your moment with God. Don't miss out tonight. Come on. See, 10 people give me a wave so far. Fantastic. Church, can we please give these 10 people a massive big hand? So good. So good. Absolutely wonderful. Would you like to pray with me tonight? Pray after me. Jesus, let's all pray together. Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for everything you've done. I accept your gift. Tonight, I start in relationship with you. Help me, please. Help me to walk well. And if I muck it up, help me get up quick. Thank you for securing my future. Amen. Amen. Now, Give these people another hand, 18. Isn't that wonderful? It's wonderful. The Bible tells us when one person gets right with Jesus, the angels celebrate. So heaven's having a bit of a party over you right now. That's what's going on. It's great. It's great. I'd like to, I I know I've taken over now, sorry. But I really feel to do this as, as something prophetic tonight. You know, sometimes we can just, we can nod our heads and all that and it's all good, but sometimes you've just got to take an action. And I want to invite us all to take a step toward Jesus. And it's not just a step. What you're actually saying is, Jesus, I choose to take the next step in you, whatever that looks like. Whatever that looks like. And it takes some faith. And it takes some courage. And you know what? He might just say something to you that you've got to act on. And that takes faith and that takes courage. But tonight, why don't we maybe back up on your seat so you've got like some room. And Oh yeah, we can all do this together. That'll look pretty cool. If we do it together, it'll look like animation. If we get it just cool. It'll look like a dance. look like a line dance. <laughs> but we need country music, and we don't have country music in churches of the devil. So, <laughs> if you need a church, that was a joke. Um, I'm going to count to three. And on the count of three, I encourage us just to take a step forward. Take as big or small a step as you've got space for. But then say, just say, Jesus, I choose tonight to take the next step in you. Help me live there and beyond. Good? You got it? Ready? One, two, three. Thank you, Jesus. Tonight we choose to take a step forward in you. Please help us to live there. 
Help us to live consistently, I pray, in Jesus' name. And as we do, Father, may we lose something of the character of Jesus as you develop in us. Help us never to give up. Help us to remain faithful. When we make a mess, Lord, help us get up again and go again. That our stories will be great stories of victory in the days to come. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jay. Awesome. Come on. Why don't we give the panel a hand? You guys were awesome. I'm feeling encouraged. I love hearing other people's testimonies. I love hearing how God transformed some people. And come on, 10 people made a decision to follow Jesus. That's transformation. That is amazing. Uh, I mean, there's so many parts I love about church. I love the, the worship. The team is so awesome. I love the speakers and so on. But my favourite part every time is when people respond to Jesus. Because that's just not on a Sunday. That's like eternal. That is the best thing ever. And so if that was you, come on, we celebrate with you. Congratulations. That is awesome. Best decision you'll ever make. We want to help you however we can on your journey with God. And we want you to be a part of the family. And so we've got uh, some packs that you can grab from the host team at the back. And I would love for you to grab one of those. There's a Bible in there. Come on, Bible. As Kayla said earlier, the Bible's important. It's the Word of God. And so I encourage you to grab that. Another thing I'd love to uh, talk about as well is uh, activate groups. Put your, be- your hand up, Ben. Put your Ben up hand. <laughs> ben at the back there with the hat, the, the incredibly awesome, attractive looking man. I don't know where I was going with that. I was trying to be nice and it just turned weird. Ben uh, runs activate groups here. If you're not a part of one, come on, that's a part of the transformation story. We've got to walk with people. And so why don't you go see Ben if you're not a part of an activate group and would love to uh, connect you into the right group that suits you. And uh, thank you so much, church, so much. Thank you so much, church, for your uh, giving. We thank you for your giving. We declare blessing over all givers in Jesus' name. And uh, earlier during worship, um, Lana came up and prophetically uh, said that there's, there's something of peace here tonight that God is wanting to release a supernatural peace. And we're going to have a prayer team up the front. If you need prayer for anything at all, but especially tonight, if you're needing just a fresh touch of God's peace in your life, I encourage you, come up to the front. There'll be a team here who wants to stand with you and pray with you, and that will be awesome. That's going to be incredible. That's what family's about, Aeon. Come on. Well, I think we should go out with a bit of a praise party because I'm excited because... Not only 10 people gave their lives to God tonight, but 16 throughout today. That is amazing. Why don't we party? Awesome. Thanks for coming out tonight. Come on, let's go out of this place. Praising God. Woo! I've been born again. I've been born again. The old me is gone and I've been made new. I've been set apart My old ways are done Now I live for you Now I open up my mind Jesus, remove the way I think A kingdom state of mind This is the way I don't believe every 
surrender to you Cause I've been made new Taking out my cross Some snack and chat.